0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to a Christmas edition of No Butts About It. Stan, who is staring at the camera, is in what he calls the worst place on earth, Connecticut. We have Chuss, who is in his basement in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Doing great? Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Sounds so
0: excited, Chuss. Well, you should be excited because we are giving away a hat. And uh, I put up a video on the YouTube of how you can win that hat. All you have to do is be subscribed to No Butts About It. You have to screenshot that you're subscribed. Then go over to my Twitter page, and there's a pinned tweet up there. If you quote tweet that with a photo of proof that you are subscribed, you'll be entered to win the hat. And once we hit 100 subscribers... We'll give the hat away, and any hat, I will just tell you, hey, go to Fanatics, pick out a hat, and then I'll buy you that hat and have it shipped to you. It's a pretty great deal. So if you want an NFL hat um, to support your team as we enter the NFL playoffs or maybe just to support your team because your team sucks and you're sad, go over to our YouTube page and uh, enter that contest. We have a big show today. We're talking about Jake Browning and the Cincinnati Bengals. He had some interesting comments after the Vikings game. The Steelers have Mason Rudolph starting this week. And, uh, of course, we're going to talk about Mike Tomlin a little bit. we got Stan the Jet fan here, so you know we're going to talk about the New York Jets. And then uh, are the Eagles and Cowboys on Fraud Watch. So let's just start off with Jake Browning and the Cincinnati Bengals. So for those of you who don't know, and I've heard this wrongly said multiple times in the media, Jake Browning is not a rookie. I have seen multiple news articles calling him a rookie. He's been in the league since 2019. He was on the Vikings practice squad. And he, didn't, he never started for the Vikings, but when they cut him, they never told him. They sent him back to his hotel, and they told his agent that he'd been cut, but they never told Jake. And he did not like that for obvious reasons. Well, after he beat them as the Bengals' starter, he screamed, you never should have cut me. And in his interview, he was kind of like, yeah, this was a revenge game for me. Well, a few days later, he said, I I wish I hadn't have made this a revenge game for me. I want it to be a team effort. I I feel kind of selfish having made it a revenge game for myself. So I want to know, what do you guys think about revenge games? I mean, we've seen a couple revenge games this season where teams uh, have to pl- – or players have to face their old teams and are hoping to beat them to prove that they are better than what the team thought they were. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts?
1: Um, I mean, I guess it just kind of depends, like, on the situation when it comes to, like, these revenge games. Um, I, I didn't really see a need for Browning to have like a, like a revenge game against the Vikings. It wasn't like he like lost out on a starting position. He was just kind of a, uh, he was a practice squad guy that got cut, which is like unfortunate. And now he's a starter, but it's not like the Vikings were ever going to look to him ever on that high pedestal I mean obviously the uh, Bengals took a chance on him which is huge some quarterbacks never get that opportunity so for him to have that revenge game is kind of good but I mean I feel like the Vikings are fine you know with or without Browning currently I mean I feel like yeah they've been kind of struggling a little bit because of, they've been throwing in Mullins and they threw in like you know they pulled Dobbs at one point and stuff so I mean at revenge games are weird in my opinion but it really depends on the situation of it, because it's it's one of those things where it's like, like when Tom Brady went to verse the Patriots as Tampa Bay, was that really a revenge game? Like, or was that just a another game for him? Because didn't he choose to leave like they weren't planning on resigning him and he didn't like force them to resign him. So he just kind of left. So I mean, that's sometimes a lot of players where they're just like, oh, you didn't offer me enough money. I'm going to prove what I've got somewhere else. And then you come around and you play them. It doesn't really like amount to anything. It's like, Oh, wow. This guy put up hundred yards receiving and a touchdown against this former team. And then you don't hear about it again. It's just, it's just, all right, a win's a win. And then you just kind of move forward. I feel like it's just kind of a, a interesting way of looking at it.
2: Stan. Yeah, I mean the, the Jake Browning thing is just kind of weird because no one really knew who he was. It's not like he, you know, they cut him to to show him something. They just needed another spot in on their, on their practice squad. So it's kind of weird to call that a revenge game, but in general, I love revenge games. I mean, throw some beef in there, it, they're always so much fun. We had a couple of revenge games this year. We beat we beat the Broncos who were talking trash on us this year. Um and that was really enjoyable. You know, for me as a fan, it's it's great. Uh, We're playing Bill Belichick in what is likely to be his last ever game for the Patriots. Boy, do I want to win that one. You know, uh, revenge games are awesome. And uh, do I think like revenge games are inappropriate because they take the focus off the team? I would not say so. Because for the team, you're, you're, you're with your guys there. You know, you're with your quarterback. You're with your linebacker who got cut from whichever team right? So you're with your guys, you're with the tradition of your team on staying with your teammates there, and that just adds a little extra juice to that game, a little extra uh, flames to the fire.
0: So, I mean, I agree, and the Jets did have a ton of revenge games, especially the most notable, like you mentioned, the Broncos, with Nathaniel Hackett and Sean Payton saying he shouldn't be a coach, and... That's a whole nother debate, whether that's true or not. But the fact that the Jets were able to beat the Broncos was huge for Nathaniel Hackett as the offensive coordinator.
1: I am going to add one thing about revenge games, though. Um, I feel like it shouldn't be player-based. Like, I I feel like a lot of people look at it as player-based. I feel like it really should be team-based because, like, there are still NFL games that are kind of like those revenge games where it's like, oh, yeah – you know, the Patriots go in and beat the Steelers four times in a row, and then the Steelers beat the Patriots for the first time ever in, like, 10 years or whatever. It's just – it's not actually how it went down, but they beat them for the first time in a while. That's, like, kind of like a revenge game because the Patriots had caused us so many issues in the past, then we go in in, like, 2018 and beat them or 2019 or whatever, and we beat them. So, I mean, I feel like sometimes there are those revenge games. I mean, obviously, it, it, it kind of can't, like, translate from – like regular season in the playoffs. Cause, like, the, like, the, will the Patriots ever really get a revenge game against the Eagles for beating them in the Super Bowl? Well, they might play in the season, but what does that really prove? You know, I mean, you're more likely to get that in like college football where you're getting like a revenge championship game. But, um, I feel like it definitely should be more team oriented. But go ahead, finish what you were saying, Josh.
0: Um, well, I was going to ask you, James Conner, he, he's on the Cardinals now and he has been for a few years, but, he went to Pitt, played for the Steelers. Um, then he came in and the Cardinals beat the Steelers. So as a fan, how does that, does that bother you at all to see him and be like, wow, we could have had James Conner and kept him in the city that he's been in?
1: Well, they, they didn't want to keep him just because um, he was just like, his contract was going to be high and uh, he's injury prone. So the Steelers weren't obviously going to keep him as a fan. Um, I kind of just accepted that because, I mean, no player really is always guaranteed to stay in the same place forever. So, but seeing him come back and do well, it kind of makes me happy for him that he's doing well for another team. I don't really think it bothers me because, you know, with with each new NFL year, you know, you're going to get new players. You know, you're going to have a different scheme. You're going to play differently. You're going to have, you know, different offense and defensive weapons. So, I mean – For me, from a fan fan perspective, I don't let it bother me, but I know some Steelers fans it like rocked their world. They're like, we shouldn't ever let let go of James Conner, and the problem is with Steelers fans is (laughs) they were the same Steelers fans that were saying we should have gotten rid of James Conner a long time ago. So, I mean, I was happy that he did well. I'm not surprised he did well. After all, he played at you know Pitt for multiple years. I mean, he had a. He had cancer for a little bit, so I believe he came back for his last year, which would have been his senior year or his junior year. He came back one of those years, but he popped off, and then he got drafted by the Steelers, and he did really well, and he's still doing really well. But um, he he knows Pittsburgh inside and out, so it wouldn't surprise me that he plays well there, you know.
0: Uh, And then final thing before we move on to talk about the Steelers again. What do you guys – and I get he's a practice squad player. And this is only one side of things. And uh, Jake even said, like, the coach that's there, the GM that's there, aren't the same guys that were there when I was cut. But what do you think about the Vikings, like, not – according to Jake, not telling Jake that he was cut from the team. They're just telling him to go back to the hotel and then him finding out through a text from his agent later that he'd been cut. Does that- I mean, that's
2: terrible business. I mean, that's just uh, – it's disrespecting a player. And even if he's like a practice squad guy, think about what most practice squad guys do in the league. They end up resigning to the same practice squad every other year. You know, most guys stay with the same team. So the, the way they did that was really badly managed. And I, I think, if anything, uh, it kind of shows why that GM and, and that staff is not still there. They didn't really do a great job with that um and it's it's it is very disrespectful so i do understand browning having some amount of like anger towards that organization after being treated like that i mean you lose your job like that in a second and you don't even know it that's the worst part of it
1: yeah i mean i i think with it um all right i want to kind of like ask you stan do you is that staff that you mentioned? Are they even still there anymore? Like a lot of that staff? Because I, I mean, either of you guys, like the ones that like cut Browning from the practice squad.
0: No, he said that it's, didn't let him... it's different. I know the head coach is different. The head coach would have been uh, Zimmer and Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. Head coach now. And uh, the GM, I believe, is also different. And he said this most of the staff there is different now as well.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I feel like at that point, it's 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 even less of a, like a revenge game because like who are you getting revenge on at that point? You know, that's why like I feel like it was like kind of a weird situation for him. I don't I don't think he's like in any way wrong because I'm sure, you know, everybody gets lets their emotions get the best of him. And obviously he's come out and apologized and said it should have been more of a team effort. But um, I mean, I feel like since it's like it's different people, there's like nobody you're really proving anything to, you know, with some of these revenge games. I mean, like maybe James Conner proving it to like Mike Tomlin, but I mean like it's it's like you know different coordinators at times and stuff and like you know it's it's just always changing so it's one of those things where it's like are they really revenge games or i I don't i don't really know i mean because i've never really like experienced a revenge game where i'm like oh like this this game this you know like i I don't know but
0: you're not you're not a player either you're
1: yeah but like I mean, and even in sports before like there's been teams that have like dropped me and picked me up and like you know traded me off and stuff like that, but I just go in and I play my game, like I don't for ball hockey like i don't I don't keep it as anything different than you know
0: you got traded,
1: yeah, you can get traded in ball hockey
0: I didn't okay I didn't know that
1: yeah you, you is this didn't like know an that?
0: inner city like well this has
1: been years ago this was years ago i don't
0: i'm not familiar with what this is what
1: yeah it's just deck hockey it's basically just you run around with a stick and a plastic ball (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) basically what it is instead of instead of playing with skates and ice and frozen pucks you're just running around with a plastic ball it's the same concept
0: is this like a pittsburgh like Is the league, like, set in Pittsburgh? Like, you don't have to move if you get traded, though. Like, the NFL, if you get traded, you might have to move across the country, and you have, like, two days to move.
1: No, I don't – no, it's not like that, obviously. But, I mean, still, you know, I I, I don't know. I feel like still – but, like, okay, yeah, they move across country then because, like, they move across country, and then from there, it's just, like, they have these revenge games – and I don't, I don't really get. What are you trying to imply to me here? What are you, what are you trying to like, prove to me? Because like, by them getting traded away and playing across country, and then they come back to play the team that traded them in a revenge game, like if they're a 24 year old sing, a single dude, what, what the hell do they care if they're moving like across country? Do, you, do, do you think that they care? Because like, I mean, more than likely they're already in a city where their family isn't at, so it's not like they're, you know.
0: Yeah, but moving stressful. Having to pa- pack up your all your stuff real quick and then move from like like uh, Josh Dobbs. All of a sudden, had to move from Arizona up to Minnesota. He didn't even have time to pack his bags. He got on a flight and he took what he needed. And then his parents packed up his apartment and moved him. That'd be stressful.
2: They are getting paid at minimum hundreds of thousands of dollars though. <laughs> I know but I think, yeah. I think that kind of sweetens it up a little bit.
0: I guess, but I'd be stressed out still. I'd be like, Oh shoot, I need to get to Minnesota. I need to learn the playbook. I need to get out of here, all that. I'd be I'd I would be i i would not be able to Well they didn't
1: of most of the time when these trades have happened and stuff or when these players get acquired, they don't even have time to look at the playbook.
0: Yeah, I know. And that that's even like Dobbs situation, he got thrown into the game. I'd be so stressed out. I'd be worried.
1: All right, well, luckily you won't have to worry about it because I think I think our chances of all three of us making it to the NFL are probably slim now.
0: I'm gonna be a walk on.
1: Huh? Why don't you try out? Why don't you try out for like the Steelers or something? Uh, I could or like make, the Bengals?
0: I, I could make the Steelers, no problem. You think?
1: You think you can make the Bengals
2: practice squad?
0: No, I could make the Steelers though. I got a hmm. proposition.
2: Okay. Um, flag football is going to be the thing in the Olympics. If we go to like some poorer third world country, uh, get dual citizenship, we can all join the Olympic team for one of those countries. And because countries are guaranteed spots in the Olympics, right? We can try to sneak our way onto one of these uh, squads and play against the NFL players. And that'll be our revenge game. Cause none of us got drafted.
0: Our intramural, uh. collegiate, our intramural collegiate uh, flag football Team that we had where we all went to school, I, I was pretty fire in the pass rush. They had to make a rule because I kept splitting the gap. They were like, you can't do that anymore. You have to run around the O-line. I was like, <laughs> I was just I was just running up the A-gap, getting that quarterback. I had like 12 sacks. I don't mean to brag, but.
1: <laughs> they made a rule they, based they, on it.
0: They made a rule. I was too good. Well, let's move on. Steelers stuff. Chuss's uh, little opinion here. <coughs> that was. That was loud. <coughs> I apologize to anyone using headphones that just heard that. Um, Mason Rudolph is the starter for the Steelers this week, as was heavily requested by the fans on Thursday Night Football. Also, DeMonte KZ has been suspended for the rest of the season. Inca Fitzpatrick is also out, so you guys, last I checked, have one active safety, um, so that'll be rough, but what do you think about Mason Rudolph starting, and what do you think about DeMonte Kazee being uh, suspended the rest of the season after that controversial hit that took Michael Pittman Jr. out of the Colts game and single-handedly took me out of the fantasy playoffs?
1: Yeah, Um. <clears throat> for record though, um, I was clearing my throat had a lot of phlegm, made me sound like Venom, so, but I had to spit it somewhere, so I apologize for uh, the grossness or the uh, weird noises that the uh, microphone might have picked up, but anyway, when it comes to KZ, when it comes to KZ, um, I, I don't think he was trying to hurt the guy, I feel like, I, I do feel like in a way, Brady kind of made a point. I don't know if you read that. I'm sure you did. But like Tom Brady like tried to defend the situation by saying like they probably shouldn't have put or like Minshew probably shouldn't have thrown that pass. Like I know what he was trying to do, but like it, it probably wasn't a good idea to throw it because it kind of would have led into something more dangerous for the receiver. And it did. And now, you know, MPJ is, you know, concussed. So I mean, like I said, I don't think he was intending to hit him that hard. Um, I don't, I couldn't really tell. It wasn't like he was attempting to do helmet to helmet. Like it looked like he was trying to lean with his shoulder, but like when plays like that, like form so quickly, it's hard to like stop your full force. That's why there's a lot of penalties like on, you know, roughing the punter or, you know, roughing the kicker, roughing the passer. Like, it's hard to like, when you're running full force and then they like throw the ball or something like that, you're, you're more than likely gonna, you know, it's kind of hard to like stop that momentum. So... I don't think he meant to do it. I don't I don't think Casey as like a you know, as a person that watches the Steelers, I don't think he's ever shown like strokes of like um like a dirty player or anything like that. It just happened. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I he's definitely obviously yeah, he's suspended for the rest of the season it impacts us a lot just because now we have to figure out what to do with our safeties because Minka has been hurt and now Casey is suspended. So now we have to figure out what to do with, you know, our safety room. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the Casey thing is kind of, kind of unfortunate, I guess, but I mean, you live and learn, I guess. We'll see what happens next season with Casey. Uh, But when it comes to Mason Rudolph, I think that was pretty interesting. Um, I didn't actually think that he was going to ever get put in. I thought at the soonest he would be able to start maybe this game if Mitch did fold. And sure enough, Mitch did, in fact, fold. I mean, the whole entire team pretty much folded in a way. But, I mean, Mitchell Trubisky is just not the answer. And then I don't think it was a good idea to put in Mason Rudolph with two minutes left in the game to try to (laughs) rally the team to win for two touchdowns. I feel like that was the stupidest thing ever. And I got kind of mad because it was almost like Tomlin was trying to set the dude up for failure. Cause I'm like, why would you put him in when there was really no reason to, you're like almost like trying to embarrass the dude because the Colts are obviously going to try to finish the game. They're going to try to probably be blitzing. They're going to be trying to finish, finish off, you know, interceptions, fumbles, sacks they are going to be doing all they can. Cause they want to be done. They want to kneel it and they want to go home. So, I don't know why that was a good idea to put him in. He should have started the fourth quarter or maybe even the third quarter. And then just like, just, you know, messed around a little bit, not two minutes left in the game. I I felt like that was really stupid, but obviously now, so I just, I obviously like Kenny Pickett was questionable going into this week. He is a confirmed out again, so he won't be playing. Uh, A lot of people were saying that even if Kenny was healthy, he probably would have been behind mason rudolph just because not because he was getting benched but because they wanted to rest kenny pickett for following week which would have been seattle mason, and mason rudolph's Baltimore.
0: better than kenny pickett is what you're saying
1: now <laughs> but i mean if that if that happens then i guess let it happen but i mean i mean i love the guy i love mason rudolph i mean i'm glad that he's getting his start i, I think he's a very humble guy i think that he uh he shows a lot of passion for the team, and I, I really hope that he does well for us. I really hope that uh, we get that Christmas miracle against you guys on Saturday. Uh, you know, Rudolph, the the uh, third-string quarterback, you know, coming on Christmas. So, Christmas miracle.
0: I don't, I don't want you to get that. But we don't have Jamar Chase. We're not going to have DJ Reader in our already hurting run defense. Um why are you
1: wait? Why were you going like this to me? You're you like, oh, because I'm worried. What, you th- I
0: don't, I don't want you guys to win.
1: You, you think, yeah? I thought, I thought you were trying to prevent me from saying something. No. So what was I saying? I wasn't saying anything. All I'm saying is that, uh, you know, this is gonna be a great game that Josh should drive six and a half hours to go to on the day before Christmas Eve.
0: Uh no, um. If you buy me a plane ticket, maybe.
1: <laughs> I don't know if they have direct flights from uh, Fort Wayne. To Pittsburgh. Or, yeah, or wherever you're close to. I'm close Indian. to Indian I guess you're... I, well, I know, but like, where would your closest airport even be? Because mine's Pittsburgh, obviously. Fort Wayne has an airport. Is it an international airport?
0: Yeah. We're bougie oh. up
1: here. I was going to say, you might have to drive all the way to Indianapolis. Let's get that.
0: Uh, but... Okay, point point being, my travel plans are not important. Um, Do you worry for Mason Rudolph? Because we've seen this happen before, almost this exact same scenario where the fans cheer for Mitch, and then they're like, Mitch sucks, we want Mason. And then Mason plays, and they're like, Mason sucks, we want Mitch back, or we want Kenny, or we want this guy. Do you think – how fast do you think that fans will turn on uh, Mason if the Bengals start winning on Saturday?
1: I don't know if they will because I feel like there's a consensus at a point where I don't think people are fans of Mitch. That's the problem. I I think a lot of people don't realize this, but, like – when it comes to the Steelers, like, obviously, when Kenny wasn't doing great, he was still winning these games. It wasn't great wins, but we were still, you know, doing what we could to win. They would say put in Mitch, but I think now that Mitch has finally played a couple of games, I think most of the fans are realizing that, you know, Mitch is definitely not the option, and he never was. I mean, like, he's lost all of these, like, crucial games. Like, we lost to the Cardinals, We lost to the Patriots. We lost to the Colts. We lost to the Patriots last year in what was a very close game. Somehow he picked up like a couple miracle wins, but he also folded against Baltimore last year by throwing three interceptions. Like dude does not have a good track record here. So why would we start him? If we actually started him at the beginning of the season, we'd probably be like not even still in playoff contention. We probably would have been eliminated by now just because – Based on all of his win productions, we're like, they put you at like three and like eight. I swear. I mean, it's probably less than that, but it, it's it's a lot. And it feels like eight. But um, I feel like I don't know if they will turn on him, Mason, because I feel like at this point we don't have any other options. Because you throw Mitch back in, we're gonna lose. You keep Mason in, even if he's not the best, it, at least it's something. You know, this isn't like 2019 where we had like a. Like a Devlin Hodges Mason Rudolph, where they did turn on Mason Rudolph, but we, it was because Hodges was actually doing really well, and they just put Rudolph back in just just for the thrills, even though Hodges was hot. So I mean, it it doesn't you know it doesn't it doesn't pan out well for Mitch being in the Steelers right now, but that's just that's just my opinion.
0: So Mason has the fan base behind him
1: currently and i don't really see it being like the only way i think it would cause issues is if like there was a player that was absolutely going to be better than him because it's because this week it's like oh mason doesn't do well who are you going to put in mitch the savior no because he's not going to save you so and it's not like you can put in kenny pickett because kenny pickett's hurt and the only way that trace mcsorley will get his chance to start is if mason and mitch both go down so i mean you ain't going to see trace mcsorley that hey, would be interesting. Hey, Wouldn't that be interesting?
0: Hey, that kid from Briarwood, he he can throw it on a dime. Like, yeah. he ain't even trying. Um, interesting.
2: They should make a song about him. Yeah, they should. Yeah, they should. Tra-
0: there should be a Trace McSorley song. I bet it would be a hit, especially on, like, mm. TikTok. <laughs> um, okay, final thing about the Steelers. and Or, Stan, before we go into that, Stan, did you have anything about Mason Rudolph or Mitch?
2: I mean, the Rudolph thing, I think that's a hit. I mean, right before Christmas playing Rudolph, it just makes sense.
1: Uh, (laughs) In in regards to – Yes.
2: In regards to Casey, I think this is one of the few times that I agree very heavily with Tom Brady and one more of the many times I agree with Chus here – the Casey thing was definitely overblown. I don't think it should have been suspended. Uh, when you look at the situation, as Trust mentioned, it happened so fast. And re-watch the video, pay attention to the entire play and specifically what Pittman is doing, right? For Casey to predict the movement of Pittman that led to that collision is very tough. So I don't think it was on purpose. And I think for that reason, uh, the full suspension was definitely overblown. If you wanted to you know, find him, 100%, I'm down with that. But to suspend him for the season, it seems very much overblown.
0: Okay. We have one more piece of drama out of Pittsburgh. And I don't know if Chuss knows where I'm going with this. But George Pickens, who we have mentioned on the show before, he did not block for Jalen Warren. Now there's a debate here. So – The play was pretty similar to the play that Tank Dell down in Houston got hurt on when he was blocking. George Pickens said he did not want to get hurt because he didn't want, he didn't block because he didn't want to get hurt like Tank Dell did. Jalen Warren came out and said, hey, you know, like I get it, but, like, if I was in your shoes, I probably would have blocked. But, you know, everyone plays differently. People react differently. I play a way where I block for my team. So we've got that going on. Uh, what do you – a few weeks ago we saw Deontay Johnson wasn't, quote, unquote, trying with the fumble against the Bengals, and now we've got George Pickens not blocking for his running back. Chuss, what – What's going on?
1: I don't know. I mean, 93.7 The Fan, which is a local radio station here in Pittsburgh, did report that TJ Watt told uh, Eisen that some players don't respond to Tomlin. And I feel like that's kind of a big point when, you know, one of your leaders of your locker room are saying that because, um, you know, I don't necessarily think it could all be Tomlin's fault. I think sometimes it just is a matter of what players you have. But I do think that, honestly, I, I people hate when I say this. And I'm going to say it again, and I hope that everybody in the comment sections blows up on me again because all those same people that were telling me how great Tomlin was, well, you're watching him lose three games in a row. I wonder how that feels because it feels tough. It feels tough for me. But um, I think that you need to clean house. And I've been saying that. And by clean house, I mean just figure out like Omar Khan needs to go in you know, and just trade these players away. Just get rid of them. I'm tired of hearing about it. Uh, George Pickens is in the news every other week about something. I'm tired of hearing about it. Trade him somewhere else because he's unhappy. He's never going to be happy. So trade him somewhere else. You, you know, trade DJ if you want. Trade Deontay Johnson if you feel that he's not going to step up to the plate. Um, and then get new coaching. Everybody. And I'm not talking just a head coach. Get a new offense, defensive coordinator get a new head coach. I'm not saying our defensive coordinator is bad, but I definitely think that, you know, at that point, you might as well just, just clean house with everybody. Just try o- just start over. You're not rebuilding really. Unless like, you know, you do something stupid and you let go of like TJ Watt and some of your star players. Well then, yeah, maybe you will rebuild, but, but for now, just like, like just clean house. And and I really think George Pickens needs to go. Like I, I really do. I, I, I thought the guy was going to be great. I had a lot of high hopes for him, but like he's been more of a problem in the news and I'm tired of hearing about him in the news all the time. And I was tired of hearing about AB in the news when he was that problem. I'm not saying Pickens is the next AB, but I'm just saying that Pickens needs to just like slow down a little bit here. He's like, you're a young guy, you're a young wide receiver. Just chill a little bit, man. Like maybe, maybe he's better off somewhere else. Maybe he's better off somewhere else.
2: I mean, if I could butt in here, I mean, look at – I love Tomlin, first of all. I think he's a great head coach. I do think – I agree with you there. You guys do need to move on, and for two reasons. One, Tomlin did not do a great job of moving on from the Big Ben era. For one, they they waited way too long starting him, and then they didn't prepare enough to draft – you know, young guys with good upside early on. And now you see what happens. One of the uh, storied franchises of the NFL is looking worse than I think ever in my lifetime or any of our lifetimes. I cannot think of a time when the Steelers have looked as bad as a team, right? Um, And then the second part is, you know, we're talking about Pickens now. We're talking about DJ as well. Uh, look at Chase Claypool, look at even Le'Veon Bell, look at Antonio Brown. How many guys is Pickett's going to bring into this locker room who are going to develop big attitude issues, who are going to you know, not have the team mentality, who are going to be drama queens all over, the, all, all over that locker room? Um, I think that's becoming an issue with Mike Tomlin because one, as a head coach, you're supposed to hammer that down. You need to instill the proper team spirit, the, the proper uh, feeling of that locker room. And for a team like the Steelers, which have, again, so many big, you know, storied guys in that locker room, have been there forever, to have these newer guys constantly, every other year it feels like there's some rookie or second year player who's, you know, throwing a temper tantrum in that locker room. Um, I think that is a big one issue, uh, a bit of an issue for Mike Tomlin, because why is that happening so many times in the last 10, what, five, five ish years for this one franchise? So I think it is about time for the Steelers to move on from Tomlin. I just think it's, you know, it's, it's gone a little bit too long.
0: he's a good coach. He probably just needs a change of scenery. I mean, he has a decent resume behind him. It's just recently he has no playoff success. He's his winning record status thing is floating by on mediocre, like nine and eight, 10 and seven seasons. Where it's like, okay, yes, you kept the streak going, but is this really anything to write home about, I think. And there's a a lot of head coach openings. He could go somewhere else. And maybe the Steelers say, hey, good luck. Hope you go somewhere else. Hope you get a new job. Hope we don't have to face you. But, hey, um, we're going to move on because this is becoming a problem.
1: It's possible. I mean, I, I do think it could be like an Andy Reid type thing where all he needs is just a different team and a little bit of time and then he could win a couple more Super Bowls with another team he might not even need that much time I mean there, there's some teams out there that have all the weapons coaches just don't know what the heck to do with them LA yeah exactly LA has had all the weapons they have the running backs they have they have the players they have they have the defense they they have players and you know that they can utilize and you know work around in the scheme i mean obviously the chargers aren't a perfect team you still need some help with that team but like i really think that from that perspective i really think that he could like take the chargers and make them like the the hottest team in la you know because everyone talks about the rams imagine having the chargers win a couple super bowls it's going to change the whole la landscape
0: we i mean we talked about in a previous episode can mike tomlin develop a quarterback he's never had to do that big ben was wasn't really developed by him and it kind of seems like he can't justin herbert's already developed pretty much we know what justin herbert is justin herbert's a good quarterback he can maybe improve upon him but he won't have to develop him from scratch but um definitely a lot of interesting stuff to come out of pittsburgh i feel like we've been talking about them like every week but that's kind of what's been in the news now, Stan, we get to – I'm so glad that we're not knocking my team. I'm so proud of us. I'm so proud of myself.
1: Yeah, I really think the Bengals just suck. Like, they just they're just terrible. We're doing like...
0: we're doing so much better than I thought we were going to be doing. Stan, your team, the New York Jets. I've seen calls for Sala to be fired, but that's not what we're talking about. I know you've called for Sala to be fired too.
2: And not exactly. There's a bit of a nuance to that, but okay, go
0: on. okay. <laughs> Well, maybe this will go into that so Zach Wilson, according to his mom in an Instagram story, he really wanted to play for you guys. He was trying his hardest to go out there and stay out there and he was concussed, I think, and got pulled from the game. so first of all, where do you land on Zach Wilson now because it it changes weekly based on how he plays because he is a roller coaster of a human um Where does this put Zach Wilson on your chart?
2: Well, for one, he he, he is definitely the most consistently inconsistent quarterback I have ever seen. I cannot think of anyone, at least off the top of my head, who has gone from having what looks like the best game of his career to the worst within one week, right? It's, it's, It's insane how quickly it changes for Zach Wilson. In regards to the concussion... I think he should have sat out. I think it's really unsafe and dangerous. Um, I do understand where he's coming from. I mean, for Zach Wilson right now, he's not even really playing for the Jets that much. He's playing for his next contract. He's playing for some other team to give him a chance somewhere. So for him, I don't blame him. I think, yeah, you're going to want to play your best and, and stay out there as much as you can. Uh, Zach Wilson has also been a little bit kind of injury prone. He's had quite a few injuries uh, with us. So it could also be a thing of he wants to show maybe a little more resilience, Um, but I definitely think he should have sat out in regards to where, what I think about Zach Wilson, I would not even be mad if we kept him, quite frankly, because I think as a backup quarterback, he's very similar to Sam Darnold, except Sam Darnold is definitely a little more way more consistent as a player. But, you know, he's one of those guys who he's a he's a premium, in my opinion, as a backup as a starter, though. It just it doesn't pan out. Um, I think for the Jets right now, it's just it's, it's a relationship that has not worked. And for that reason, I think it's best for both of us to move on. Uh, there's this publication from Utah called Deseret News and like apparently those journalists are very close with Zach Wilson. They knew the Jets were getting him. They knew which college he was going to. They know his family members and they were reporting a lot on Zach Wilson the last two weeks about him being almost definitely traded in this offseason that he's going to be pulling for the trades himself. So if that's true I mean I really hope the best for him. Um, Even for Darnold. I mean like look at Darnold right now. I know he's not starting right but I think he has a good life. I think he has a good role on a good team. He, he has a chance of winning a Super Bowl this year. I want that for Zach Wilson. I want him to have that that type of uh, role somewhere else.
0: Zach Wilson might get traded. That, that could be interesting, depending on where he goes. I wonder if any teams would uh, take a chance on him as a starter. But, so, okay. Zach Wilson wasn't supposed to be the starter this year for the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers was. And three minutes into his Jets playing career, obviously he gets injured. And he's saying he's saying all year, I'm going to come back this season. It's going to happen. I, I got it. And then Jets get eliminated from the playoffs the same week he gets medically cleared to play. And now he, the Jets are saying, no, you're not playing. You're not going to play. Now people are saying that Aaron Rodgers – Planned on this. This was the plan all along. He knew he wasn't going to be able to be healthy before the Jets could be eliminated from the playoffs. He was hoping the Jets would be eliminated from the playoffs. And then he could say, hey, look, we're eliminated from the playoffs. No reason to push it. I'm not going to play. And that every it was all just BS. And Aaron Rodgers just needed to be the center of attention. Um, I don't know how much I really think – I think people like to hate Aaron Rodgers more than it's actually worth. But what do you think about this whole like saga kind of coming, coming to an end? And he is on the active roster now. They moved Aaron Rodgers to the active roster so he could practice with them. But what do you think about this kind of anti-climatic ending to this saga that we've seen all season?
2: Um, I definitely wish he would have played. I wish we were still in playoff contention, but we're not. And for that reason, I'm happy he's not playing. Um, On the Pat McAfee show, which I think is the way where you got your info from as well, Um, he did say if the Jets were in playoff contention, it would be a different story. And I agree with that. If you're in playoff contention, why not stay out there and fight? You probably only have two, three seasons left in your career at all. So might as well try to make a playoff run. Um, For Aaron Rodgers, at this point in time, 100%, I want him to sit out. I want them to get a little bit healthier so that way next year it can be a little bit more nimble, a little bit more prepared uh, for what hopefully can be a Super Bowl push. Um, and, and one thing is it's there's only so many years that you have, you know, one of the top defensive units in the NFL, right? Like the Jets this year, last year, uh, have, have had one of the best units uh, and like our biggest holes, we even fixed this offseason. I've been, I've been uh, whining about our linebackers since you've known me. And right now we have, I'd say like uh, two of the best linebackers in the league, right? With CJ Mosley and Quincy Williams. I think at, at the half point of the season, Quincy Williams was even voted uh, by like some journalist group uh, to be the best defensive player of the first half of the season. So you have you have things looking really good for the Jets right now. You have a few different rooms. You have to improve this off season and you can make a playoff run. Why take the risk of letting Rogers get injured again, especially at Rogers age. If you re injure, uh, you know, your leg that could be off. Uh, you could be out a lot longer now, you know? And, and uh, the, the second uh, part to that equation is the type of surgery they did on him was one that hasn't really been done before. That was the entire point for him to come back because it was a newer, uh, more technically advanced type of surgery. Us, a, a Part of that also means we don't know how it it works. We haven't seen that many people recover from it. In fact, no one's ever recovered from this type of uh, surgery in this uh, fast period of time. So yes, I'd much rather see Rogers sit on the bench, stay healthy, do what he can to, you know, work in practice and and get his movement back uh, without taking the risk of getting injured in a meaningless game. If it was a meaningful game and we had playoff chances, different story, but right now we don't have that. And that's the story to me.
0: So do, like just to lay it out there. Do you think he was lying about coming back? Oh no, day? you think no?
2: Because if you if you look at the playoff videos that have come out, like he looks fine. Um, even even like four or five weeks after, I remember you, he was he was warming up with the team before one of the games. Right? Uh, he was walking. I think in half the time it usually takes people to walk after that surgery. So, either a he was on an insane amount of methamphetamines and <laughs> able to walk around. Uh, due, to, due to the pain relief or the surgery did work. Um, I, I just think it's why take the risk with all these injuries. Um, and for anyone who thinks he's lying, sure, I guess, but what difference does it make?
0: What difference does it make? Trust. do you have any thoughts on Aaron Rodgers?
1: Um, honestly, I kind of agree with Stan more or less. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, It is a very interesting thing. I don't think Aaron Rodgers was lying, though, because, I mean, I feel like this is a very advanced tech-type surgery that they did on the Sikiles, and obviously he was seen, you know, walking around and throwing the ball and different things like that, so obviously it's not like he's, like, on crutches or, you know, even worse, like, in a wheelchair or something where he can't walk, um... So I don't think Aaron Rodgers was lying. I think I think he probably was planning on playing by the end of the season. I don't know how well it would have went down, but we'll never know now. So, but I guess now he'll have the entire eight months or so to uh, recover from the Achilles, and he didn't even need to do the super fast surgery. So, which is kind of unfortunate because the Jets do have a a good enough team to make playoffs and you know do a wild card run, but. Um, I just – the quarterback situation is just tough over in New York. I'm sorry, Stan.
2: I (laughs) I miss Mike White.
1: Mike White, yeah. He's just (laughs) just sitting away in Miami right now.
0: I really, truly – and I know this sounds stupid. I don't think Aaron Rodgers playing would have made a difference because the O-line is awful. And I, I say that as someone who is rooting for the center, Joe Tipman. I want him to do well. The O-line is awful in New York, and Aaron cannot move, especially with his injury. He's not going to be able to run. He's older. He's not going to get away like Lamar or Josh Allen or even Joe sometimes, Joe Burrow. I I don't think he would have made a huge difference. I think you could put anyone back there, and you'll get a similar result. Obviously, Aaron's a better passer than Zach, but I don't – how much time will he have?
2: So – what? I disagree, specifically because Aaron Rodgers' skill has always been avoiding turnovers and making the quick passes. Um, even like look at him with Devontae Adams, right? Adams was, you know, a gr- he's a, he still is a great route runner. He's a guy who can be schemed to get open, but a lot of the passes to Tay were very simple slant routes, just qu- right off. Uh, you know, reading what the cornerbacks' positioning is, trying to read the defense and making those quick passes. So I think it would have made a difference. Um, I think he probably would have won every other game we have because we have the command the, the commanders this week is going to be a crazy game because we have the 32nd ranked offense and they have the 32nd ranked defense. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, but then the other games are uh, the Browns who very much injured themselves. Um, and then we finally finished the season off with the Patriots who are having their worst year in our lifetimes. So uh, I think it would have made a big difference. I think he probably would have won all three of the uh, remaining games. With Zach Wilson as quarterback, I think we'll probably win the first and last, not the middle one.
0: I just – I don't know. You guys have a lot of injuries on that O-line. And, I mean, the Browns, you got Miles Garrett is playing with half a shoulder, but he's still a beast even with half a shoulder. So, I, we'll never know. So, there's no point in arguing about it. But, I, I, I don't know. I think you guys need to invest in some O-line depth.
1: I don't know. I don't. Know.
0: Trust doesn't know. Trust, trust is giving.
1: No, no. I was just kind of like Are mimicking you? what you were saying. You're no. like, I don't know. I don't. Know.
0: I, I mean, I, I don't
1: mean that. I, I don't mean that in like a bad way either. I'm just kind of like at.
0: We'll never know this season. Mm-hmm. Unless... I mean,
1: heck. I mean, it, does anybody have like a like a multiversal uh, like classes or something where we can see what it would have been like if Aaron Rodgers would have played this season? Because that would have been pretty. That would be pretty epic. Because you know, it's almost like uh, always. Wondering what if, you I'm, know?
0: I'm just, are you trying to promo what if right now? Oh, Podcast? I
1: didn't. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize that they had the season two coming out. No, I was not pitching Marvel's What If Season Two. We are not endorsed by Marvel or What If Season Two. Um, I actually didn't even watch the first season of what I watched it, the so. first
0: episode and decided it was dumb. Um, but real quick before we get into the NFL schedule here uh what was
2: I? I i don't even know oh i got it can i intro this one yeah okay two NFL teams the cowboys and the eagles both consistently have made the playoffs but are these teams frauds after recent losses josh why don't you start us off
0: so eagles they they suck now <laughs> They lost to the Seattle Seahawks in a uh, prime time. Jalen hurts had a chance to win the game and he's people keep saying he's the MVP, but when given the chance to win the game, guess what he does. He throws an interception and Jalen hurts is not a bad quarterback by any means. He's great. He's just not an MVP. The Cowboys Dak, I've been trying to hype you up as MVP. And what do you do? You go out and do nothing. You get destroyed by the Bills. What, what is going on? And I guess everyone on the team was sick, according to reports. Um, but you were out there. I would have hoped you could put up at least a touchdown. But they, they looked awful. The Cowboys looked awful. The Eagles got in a close game with the Seahawks that they should not have been in a close game with them. Their defense is falling apart. They have so many injuries. Do we see either of these teams being NFC champions?
1: Um, I don't think so. I still think – I still am riding a lot on San Francisco. I feel like that team is just unbelievably elite. Like, there's just – I mean, I don't – I know a lot of people, like, think Brock Purdy should be MVP, but I I – when you watch, like, Brock Purdy's tapes, a lot of them are just those, like, short check down type passes and stuff like that. I'm not saying Brock Purdy's a bad quarterback, but when it comes to that argument, I don't think he's, like, a super, like, MVP caliber, like, stud, like a like a Mahomes or a Lamar or et cetera, like, in the past couple of years. Like, Patrick Mahomes obviously isn't in the uh, the running for it or whatever. But, um, but I really think that um, I, I – I don't know. I just, I, I, don't, I don't think that, um, I don't think the Eagles and the Cowboys are, like, showing that they're on that same level with San Francisco. I think Brock Purdy is able to finish these games regardless of how big, how far or short their uh, passes are, or what kind of scheme they're playing. Because no matter what it, what happens, they're still winning games. It, you can throw short passes the entire game, and you, and if you're winning, you're winning. Who cares? So. I think San Francisco is probably that NFC champion. I mean, the thing I will give the benefit of the doubt is that Jalen hurts also was sick. I was going to say ill. So kind of like made, Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So Jalen hurts was also sick. Um, he, he was, I don't, they just said illness. I don't exactly know what it was. Um, I think you said that the Cowboys team was sick with the, The like stomach
0: flu. Cowboys had a stomach flu going around the locker room and they said, they said Brandon Cooks and Stefan Gilmore had it, but they also said that most of the team had had it at some point in the week as well. So, so,
1: and it was raining. And it, when you're sick and it's raining and all of that, it does tend to be hard to play. Like when you're sick, like just from like a physical, like from your guys' like experiences, have you ever wanted to be out in the rain after being sick?
0: No. I, exactly. I, 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 I mean, I, I avoid yeah. I the rain.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, like, you don't want to be – like, but obviously, like, your team needs you in this situation. It's different from, like, working a 9-to-5 job because it's like, oh, I'll just get to that later. Well, if you miss the game on Sunday, you won't be able to play and make up that game later. So um, I I think it's – I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I definitely would put them on fraud watch, especially the Eagles. The Eagles have not looked good the last couple of weeks. The Cowboys, I can argue differently because obviously they did blow out the Eagles, but I feel like the Eagles are on this downward spiral, and I don't really know where it's coming from. So I'm a little concerned with Philadelphia. Dallas, I'm not as worried about right now. We'll see you this week.
0: Okay, Chess is keeping the Eagles on fraud watch. Cowboys are a maybe. Stan, what do you got?
2: Um, well, here's my thing with the Eagles, right? Before three weeks ago, they only lost to one team the entire season, that being the ever-awesome New York Jets. So when you're looking at their season, yeah, they got blown out by the 49ers, and they had two really tough games after. Those mm-hmm. tough games were against uh, the Cowboys and the Seahawks, neither of which are bad teams. I'd argue the Seahawks this year or the Lions of last year where everyone you know thinks they're a bad team and they're really not. Um, so I don't think they're on fraud watch. Uh, for me, what it comes down to is this: their next three games, two against the Giants, one against the Cardinals. Those are going to be three really easy games, and they're going to roll into the playoffs with a lot of confidence, a lot of pizzazz. And I think that's going to make the difference because they're not going to come into these, this, uh, these last couple games uh, you know, after facing all these tough opponents. They're going to come into the playoffs after facing what should be three super easy games. So to me that, that's that's the kicker there. Now I will say for the Eagles, the games against the Giants, you know, those are divisional games. It's gonna always, you know, be a little weird, a little hard to tell. But the Giants have not looked good, even with Tommy DeVito, right? They haven't looked like a great team. I think I think the Eagles are gonna be able to finish the season with three wins and have a really easy uh, stretch into the playoffs. The Cowboys I can't say that about though, because their next game's against the Dolphins, the Lions, and Lions and Dolphins, two of the best teams in the NFL right now. Uh, Dolphins, what the second best in the AFC right now. Or they so they're, they're up there. Uh, my point is the Cowboys are going to enter the playoffs in a very different uh, feeling. Right? That locker room's gonna be a lot more battered, they're gonna be a lot more tired, and they're gonna have to they're gonna have to face three tough opponents in these last three weeks. So they're looking to the playoffs, it's gonna be a lot harder to see them make that run all the way to the NFC championship. Uh, so I think I think the Cowboys after these uh, couple of losses here and there, these last few weeks, I think, yeah, they're, they're going to want to. If they, if they don't win the next three games, I think that momentum is going to really change things for them. The Eagles, I think, on the other hand, they were kind of thrown off by the 49ers. They didn't expect to lose the way they lost. And that's going to, you know, the, these having an easier schedule is going to help them a lot. Um, in regards to the playoffs, both teams are decent playoff teams, right? Both teams have a lot of veterans, have a lot of guys who've been in the playoffs before. And I think the Eagles uh, clearly after that Super Bowl, Super Bowl run from last year, uh, clearly have a lot more of those veterans, right? Um, this might even be Kelsey's last year, right? One of the big guys on that team. Uh, they have a good O-line. Their O-line struggled recently, but they still have a good O-line. So for them, we know that, the, in my opinion, the Eagles are the better team. They've just lost it. The Cowboys were always a worse team than the Eagles as far as I'm concerned. And it's gonna be a lot harder for them to improve enough to make an NFC championship run.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna personally, this is me. I'm gonna take the Eagles and put them on fraud watch because they lost to Drew Locke, which yes, the Seattle Seahawks are not a bad team, but they their defense couldn't stop Drew Locke. So there's that. And then the offense has been struggling lately, it seems. They don't run the ball as much as they were before. Cowboys, I think, yes, they're playing the Dolphins, but the Dolphins haven't beaten a team with a winning record. And that that trend, I don't really see a reason to continue to see that discontinue, especially with Tyree Kill injured, which, yes, they put up 30 points on the Jets' defense. But – or, the, yes, they put up 30 points on the Jets' defense, but I – I don't know. I think the I think the Cowboys are going to come in, and they're going to say, hey, look, no, we are better than what we showed. We were all sick last week. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to win this game. I'm going to take the Cowboys off fraud watch. If they lose to the Dolphins, though, they'll probably be back on there next week. Um, Eagles are on fraud watch, though, with all their injuries. Uh, let's get into the NFL schedule tonight on Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. Al Michaels and Curb Herb Street will be guiding us through a Derek Carr led Saints team and an LA or a Matthew Stafford led LA Rams team. So, who do we pick tonight? Who do we have? Chus?
1: Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with. Oh man, um, probably LA. I'm gonna go with LA just because I I, I think the Saints aren't bad, but I definitely think the Rams are better. Um, so I think that the Rams have more weapons. I think Kyron Williams is back. I think all of these players are going to make big difference in that LA's, uh, offensive scheme, uh, earlier in the season, they had a lot of injuries, different problems and whatnot, but now, um, starting to come around a little bit, but I don't think the saints are gonna, uh, pull this one out. I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, it wouldn't be out of the question because they could, but I don't think I, I'm going I'm going to go with LA.
2: Dan, uh, I'm going with LA as well. I mean, they also won four out of their last five games and the loss came to the Ravens who were the best in the AFC. So they're clearly doing well as a team right now, but also look at the teams, the Rams have faced. They've had a much tougher schedule than the saints and they're both, I believe seven and seven teams, right? They both have the same record, but one team has gone against so many tougher teams. So when I look at this game, I think it's going to be a much easier path to victory for the Rams um, the Saints clearly do have the uh, the skills, uh, the guys who could bring a victory out here. I just think that path is not so clear for them.
0: Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Rams. Matthew Stafford has been looking good coming off injury these last few weeks. We've also got Cooper Cup back. Kyron Williams, as Chuss mentioned. Puka has been looking great as a rookie. He looks like he could be a huge steal from this last draft. So I am also going to go L.A. Rams. Next up, Chuss and mine's showdown on 4.30 p.m. on Saturday. Bengals versus the Steelers.
1: Chuss, who do you have? So I'm going to go with the Steelers because uh, Rudolph is coming to town for Christmas. Okay. that's That's that's, That's all I got.
0: That's all he's got. Stan, who do you got? You're the objective unbiased. Oh, okay, he is biased. What the hell is that? Yeah. Oh.
2: yeah. I hope you're about to pull the ball back V. V. I'm going, I'm going with the terrible towel this week.
0: Yeah. Oh. Let's go. What is
2: your reasoning? Oh well, I just think the Steelers are the better team going into this week. <laughs> yeah, they've had two really bad losses, but they've dealt with a lot of uh, issues in that locker room and I think Mason Rudolph is a at the very least he's a competent quarterback right so I think going into a home crowd against the Bengals in a divisional matchup I think the Steelers have it you I think the Bengals have been playing better than the te- than the team they are I think the Steelers have been playing worse than the team they are Stan Okay
0: I I okay I'm I'm like shocked. Josh you, you you have to go with the Steelers now No I'm going with the Bengals. Y'all are gonna be wrong. We got Jake Browning out there. He's playing for a starting spot in the NFL. Yeah, DJ Readers out. That's gonna hurt our run game, but the Steelers suck in the run game. So uh not not too worried there. Your passing game is gonna suck too. We got DJ Turner out there, who yeah, he got lit up by Justin Jefferson, but George Pickens isn't Justin Jefferson. George Pickens is a drama queen and uh, DJ Deontay Johnson. He's not going to be a problem. He's probably, they're probably going to fumble again and he's just going to be like, where's the ball? I'm lost. I'm a confused little boy. Uh, I huh? Jake Browning is going to have another 300 yard game on the Steelers. Well, you, you
1: keep, you keep yapping. This is another, we'll re-
0: this is another revenge game for Jake Browning. Cause he lost to the Steelers in his first start. Mm. And uh, he's, He's going to say, hey, no, I can beat this team too. I'm Jake Brown. Saying, this, this ain't no revenge game, bro. This is a revenge game. Bengals. Disrespectful.
1: So angry. What's I am. The next game?
0: I'm so disappointed in Stan. Bills no. Chargers.
1: <laughs> um, I'm going with the Bills. The Bills are hot. They're coming off a huge win over Dallas. They've been winning. All of a sudden, everyone counted Buffalo out. Now, all of a sudden, they're on a potential wild card weekend spot, or even theoretically could still win the division, but um, kind of not as close as getting a wild card spot. So, I, I think Buffalo got this. I think Buffalo is going to win. I think the Chargers are just struggling on all all sides of the ball right now. I think they have a little bit of uh, strokes of light, but I I just don't see the Chargers picking up. Win over Buffalo this week.
2: Stand the Steelers fan. Bills, no question. It's uh, it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a pretty straightforward game for the Bills.
0: I'm also going to go Bills here. Uh, Chargers, no head coach. Justin Herbert's had some struggles. Actually, Justin Herbert's out, so he's really struggling. Uh, I think Easton Stick is still in as their starter. So yeah, Bills easily. Uh, command. <laughs> The 32 ranked defense in the NFL versus the 32 ranked offense in the NFL on Christmas Eve, Commanders versus Jets. Chuss,
1: oh, it's gonna be a bloodbath, but I think I think the Jets are gonna win. <laughs> I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a miracle. I think Washington's been struggling a little bit recently. Um, I have not been putting in Sam Howell in fantasy, and not that I needed to anymore because that league I've been eliminated. He's been doing okay. Definitely not as, as what I was hoping him to uh, be for these last couple of weeks. I think the Jets are up and down, but I, I think that, um, I don't know, I think I think it's going to be a narrow win. I do think they're going to win.
2: Stan? Yeah, I mean, to me there's two big things I'll look at. Uh, one is you mentioned, you know, worst offense versus worst defense, but also the Commanders have at best a mediocre offense, and we have one of the best defenses in the league. So I don't think Sam Howell is going to be able to score too much on us. And if he does, it's going to be like one touchdown and maybe two field goals. I think the Jets can be able to score more than that and win the game. I also think, you know, the big issue with the Jets right now is their O-line. And you know which two players uh, the Commanders got rid of this season? They're two best pass rushers, okay? It's not uh, it, its not a very good, uh, not a very easy path to victory for the Commanders now that they don't have the one thing that could help them exploit the Jets' biggest weakness. So I think I think for the Jets, it's going to be a much easier game than, well, I think any of the next three games. And it's going to be what might be our last victory of the season. Hopefully not because oh, I really want to beat that Bill Belichick Patriots team
0: you're taking jets yes sir okay i'm also gonna take the jets um i think the only touchdown of the game might be a defensive touchdown though so (laughs) there's that seven
1: six final
0: yeah um hey gets it done though sam has not been playing well we hyped him up at the beginning of the season but i believe i have to check this but i think after they took jacoby Brissett and put him in this last game at like halfway through the fourth quarter or whenever they put him in he ended up having more yards and more touchdowns than Sam Howell had and he played less time in the game so um Ron Rivera has said Sam Howell is starting this week but definitely a struggle for him and this Uh, Commanders offense.
1: yeah I don't know what's happening because I think I think he's a good quarterback
0: he doesn't use Terry but
1: Huh? He doesn't use Terry McLaurin. No, he he doesn't and I don't understand why. He's not a bad quarterback. I just think that uh he's just struggling right now. Because he's shown those those like strokes of light where like he's like, "Oh my gosh, this guy threw for like 380 yards and three touchdowns. This guy is good." But then like recently he just I mean, it might just be Washington, honestly. It might just be because
2: the team isn't that awesome. But I, I guess I'd say the quarterbacks most similar to Howell in the league is Wilson, as in they're both good as backups, but they're just not at starter level. Um, and Howell's also pretty inconsistent, just like Wilson there. I think Wilson definitely has a, a lot uh, quicker of a switch from being good to bad mm-hmm. and vice versa. Um, but they're both not very good co- uh, starting level quarterbacks.
0: Yeah. Sam Howell might not be the franchise guy then. Next, uh, next game. NFC North matchup, Detroit Lions versus the Minnesota Vikings. We were having some questions about Jared Goff there. He was worrying us for a bit, and then he kind of went off last week. Uh, Minnesota, they're still running with Nick Mullins coming off a loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. Who do we think wins this game, Chas?
1: I wanted to say Vikings, but I'm going to go with the Lions. Like I just I can't not root against them, especially all that they've done for my fantasy team. And on top <laughs> of that, um, the Lions I I do think are a really good team, and I think the Vikings have been struggling struggling a little bit just because of the quarterback situation. But I think it's it's gonna be all all Lions, baby, even if they're in Minnesota.
0: Stan.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a straightforward of a game as I think for the Lions at this point in the season. Yeah, the 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 Vikings can be surprising at times, but again, as you said, they're they're rolling with Nick Mullins, and they just lost to the Bengals. To, I, I just said I think they're really the Bengals are not the team people think they are right now. With without Joe Burrow, they're just not a great football team at all. Um, they're they're a pretty poor team. Uh, they're they're terrible, is what I'm saying. They're a really bad team, Josh. Goes they on suck, Josh. goes
0: goes on a winning streak, gets called terrible. I'm just okay. <laughs> Anyway, um, bad, bad. I'm going Lions here. I think uh, Jared Goff is going to get out of his slump just in time for the playoffs, which is very important. I would like to see them improve their red zone offense a little bit. That seems to be where they struggle. Um, so I thought they'd maybe use Donovan Peoples-Jones more in the red zone, and Dose of Dion thought that as well when we had him on, but he they haven't really used Donovan Peoples-Jones, which I was kind of surprised about. But um, still going to go Lions. We'd like to see them improve that red zone offense. Next game, Browns-Texans. This would have been a revenge game for Deshaun Watson, but Deshaun Watson is out. Joe Flacco is the starting quarterback. I believe C.J. Stroud will also be out, which means they're going to run with Case Keenum, who got a victory last week in overtime for the Texans. uh, Fun fact – Joe Flacco has as many touchdowns this season as a Brown as Deshaun Watson has this season as a Brown. And if Joe Flacco can get to 14 touchdowns, he will have as many touchdowns this season as a Brown as Deshaun Watson has as a Brown in his career. So uh, I'm kind of rude. How many more does he need? 14 more? He needs seven more
1: seven more i'm kind of rooting
0: for joe flacco because i really want to see the browns have to justify going back to deshaun watson i want the browns to lose but i want joe flacco to do really well so uh just uh causing some chaos up there by lake erie so uh who do who do you got this week stan or trust whichever one of you
1: um you know i'm going with uh Going with the Browns. Browns. I'm, I'm rooting for the Browns just because of the big Joe Flacco era. I think Joe, we're, Joe, we're in the Joe Flacco era in Cleveland, uh, and uh, the Browns are just going to have to accept that.
0: Joe Flacco also has more 300-yard passing games as a Brown than the Steelers have since Ben Roethlisberger left.
1: You know, I don't have to finish the show. <laughs>
0: know,
2: you guys came after the Bengals. <laughs>
1: The Bengals are going to lose. <laughs> They're done for.
2: Stan. Yeah, I mean, Joe Flacco, this, at this rate, he might even match Brady's age when he ends up retiring because he's playing well into a pretty old age for a quarterback. I think he's 38, if I remember. Um, and, you know, I'm looking at their schedule right now. Look, I'm looking at the games they've won, the games they've lost, and quite frankly, the Browns are the better team. I, I was hoping we disagree in more of these to make it a little more interesting, but uh, mm-hmm. I think it's it's a pretty clear Browns game for me. I, I feel like at
1: this point in the season, it's just pretty much cut and dry, you know.
2: I,
0: I think you got to go Browns here as well, which is very impressive because they have a ton of injuries. I think like a quarter of their cap space is currently on IR. Miles um, Garrett is fighting through an injury as well. So, yeah, Browns over the Texans. I mean, maybe the Texans can win. I think it will be a close game. But I think you have to lean towards Miles Garrett having a game against Case Keenum more than – Texans defense getting to Joe Flacco next game (laughs) this is going to be a quick one Packers at Panthers Panthers coming off a win but who cares Chuss
1: Packers Packers
0: Packers okay look at that we all agreed Seahawks (laughs) at Titans Chuss
1: um I'm gonna go with uh, I I know the Titans didn't look too bad with Will Levis but I think it's gonna be Seahawks um, regard. I think I don't know if Drew Locke or Geno Smith is supposed to start yet. I think it's gonna be Geno Smith looking looking like it's gonna be trending that way. Um, I think Seattle's really gonna be pushing for that, you know, wild card spot. So I really think that they're gonna be you know guns a, uh, guns a blazing, and not the Tennessee. I, I don't know how far out Tennessee is of a wild card spot, but I just don't know if they're just on you know on that same level right now. I feel like Seattle's just a much better team than uh, they've been playing, like a much better team.
0: Well, three three teams in the AFC South are currently tied, and the Titans are not one of them, so they're pretty far out.
2: Yeah, so I think it's going to be Seattle. Stan. And look at the teams. Like to go to go off what Trust said. Look at the teams that both these uh, teams have played. Look at their divisions. Look at the, the toughness that they're surrounded by. And you see a very different story. For me, the Seahawks are just surprising everyone every week. Even last week with Drew Locke, they surprised everyone. Right. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks here. I think they're just a really deep team, and uh, I think I think this is a season that really shows the depth of Pete Carroll's intelligence as a head coach.
0: Okay. So Rick Woolen was. He played a little bit on special teams, but he was pretty much a healthy scratch on defense. And Pete Carroll said that they needed to change some things up a little bit. And I don't know if that was a punishment or what. If he'll be playing this week as a starter, that that changes things. But if he doesn't play again, then can Will Levis and D-Hop get something going? I think they can. Um, I really like Will Levis. I think he, he reminds me a lot of Josh Allen when I watch him. That being said, they don't really have a ton of weapons in uh, Tennessee, so I'm going to go with Seahawks, but I think it will be closer than a lot of people expect. Next game, Colts-Falcons. Falcons coming off a loss to the Panthers. Arthur Smith is on the hot seat. Colts are looking to make a AFC South Division championship run and a playoff run as well. Who do you got, Chas?
1: Um, I'm going to go with the Colts I think the Colts have just picked up a big win over us and um, they're looking pretty good and I'm kind of rooting for Gardner Minshew a little bit just to uh, make that nice playoff run for Indianapolis so I'm a big big Minshew guy still and forever and always Um, and Indianapolis did not uh, take any prisoners against us last week so I think they're going to Roll with that momentum, and they're gonna they're gonna take
2: down Atlanta. Stan, yeah, I mean, talk about Minshew. He's I think he's, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be a free agent, and you know he's definitely trying to try to get a, one of those three year contracts, two year contracts for a backup quarterback, which is really hard to get. So I think he's gonna be playing his heart out against the Falcons, who don't really have the best defense or offense or coaching staff um, or players just overall or culture. Um, they just they're not a great franchise, especially at this point in time. The Colts take this.
0: Yeah, I think the Colts also take it. And I think the defense is probably the better part of that team just because the offense has a ton of talent that doesn't get used for some reason. I mean you got Drake London, Bijan, Kyle Pitts. None of them get I mean, Cordell Patterson was used more last week than Bijan was. Like what the heck is that? Um Bijon, the Dijon muster. They used Bijan to block for Cordell Patterson. What
1: Okay. Um, Cordell Patterson, stud. I got the. I points. I actually uh, fun fact about Cordell Patterson, real quick. I had him in Madden the one year. I had him do so well that he actually won MVP. Okay. Yeah, cause, cause he he uh, I just had he had like twelve hundred yards rushing and twenty two touchdowns. And it was because he would just like I would just like plug him in on the uh, eight yard line anyway continue
0: next game Jaguars Buccaneers uh Trevor Lawrence is still in concussion protocol if he cannot go Tucker Beathard's brother country singer Tucker Beathard's brother CJ Beathard will be the quarterback Buccaneers uh Baker Mayfield looked pretty good last week uh who do do we think uh, comes out on top here Uh, I'm going
1: with the Buccaneers uh Easy Bake Oven is going to get it done um especially if Trevor Lawrence isn't going to play. I think that's even more of an easier ride for the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But uh, even if Trevor Lawrence plays, I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to lose.
0: Dan?
2: You know, it's the Jaguars have so many ways of scoring. They have so many ways of beating you in offense. Um, but I even if Lawrence comes back, what type of Lawrence are we going to see? You know, we're going to see him. Is he going to actually be back and be healthy? Or is he going to be kind of like playing a little scared, a little timid? Um, I think that's a difference maker. And quite frankly, you know, uh, everything I've seen from Lawrence, I think if he does come back, he's going to be pushing it. He's going to be, you know, pushing that ball down the field. And he has the tools on offense to make that happen. So to me, that's what it comes down to. I am going to predict that Lawrence is going to play. And for that reason, I'm going to go with the Jaguars.
0: Okay. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. Both teams are fighting for a playoff spot and a division championship spot. And I just, Jaguars just haven't felt right these last few weeks. And uh, they've lost to, according to Stan, the awful, terrible Cincinnati Bengals in overtime. So Super bad. Uh, I'm going to <laughs> go with the Buccaneers. I think Baker Mayfield has a chip on his shoulder. Um, they've got some weapons down there still in Tampa. Uh, Mike Evans has been looking great. Uh, the, Rashad White has been looking good. I think the Buccaneers pulled this out to get a playoff spot. Next game is one we talked about earlier. Cowboys Dolphins Chas.
1: Um who um I'm going with the Dolphins. I think I think it's gonna be a huge big win the Dolphins it's going to be a narrow one but I think the Dolphins are going to finally prove all of their doubters wrong against the Dallas Cowboys just because I think the Cowboys yes they lost to Buffalo they're coming off that loss I do think that it had a lot to do with the rain not feeling good and all that stuff but I think Miami really wants to prove to the world that they are legit everybody talks about the fact that Miami hasn't beaten that many winning record teams this season and I think this win is going to be a very big game for them to put on their resume going forth to finish out their season. So I think it's going to be a Miami win. I don't think it's going to be a, a clean, like just clear out like 27, 10 win. I think it's going to be a struggle. And I definitely think it's probably going to be probably the game of the week.
0: Fins up for chess Stan, who do you got?
2: Yeah. When I mean, you have two really strong offenses, I think it's going to be a really high scoring game. I agree with Chuss saying, I think this will be the, the game of the week. Um, And, and with that, I do think the Dolphins are the better team, and I think a big part of that goes to their coaching and their ability to always manage to confuse the other team's defense. So it's going to be a lot for the Cowboys to keep track of. I think the Dolphins are going to take a a win here. I'm going to go with the Cowboys,
0: especially if Tyreek Hill is still questionable. We'll see what happens. He was a game-time decision last week, Um, but I think that that pass rush is going to be able to make uh, Tua a little nervous, worry him a little bit. Micah Parsons is a stud. I think the Cowboys have some great corners. Uh, Deron Bland has that pick six record, so maybe he'll get another one. We'll see. But uh, I'm going to go Cowboys here. Dolphins have not beaten a winning team this season so far. Let's see if that changes. Next game, Cardinals at Bears. We've got uh, Kyler Murray's Cardinals versus Justin Fields' Bears. And there's a lot of uh, thoughts that maybe Justin Fields is playing to get traded as well. He wants – He's going to go somewhere else. Um, Chas, who do you have?
1: Um, I'm going to go with the Bears just because the Bears all of a sudden have looked a little bit better all of a sudden. Um, I, I, I would say don't sleep on them Bears. So uh, I think the Bears are going to pick this one up at home.
2: Stan? Yeah, the uh, the Bears, I think, are the better team. And this last month, the, 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 the month of November and entering um, early December – I think has been the best period of time I've watched, uh, you know, the Justin Fields era of the Bears play. Um, and I think that's going to keep on going, especially against another really weak team. Though this is one game where it really could go either way. It's really hard to tell because the Cardinals have surprised a lot of teams as well. So it's going to be a very interesting game. I'm going to go with the Bears though.
0: I'm also going to go with the Bears. I'm sorry, Joe Camo. Um, Cardinal rule, but – Got to go Bears. Justin Fields has been looking good. DJ Moore has been looking good. They've been getting that run game started. Montez Sweat was probably one of the best pickups in the, at the trade deadline that the uh, Bears were able to get. We'll see, though. Next game, uh, this is some Sunday night football action here. It's going to be riveting. I don't know why this wasn't flexed. Patriots at Broncos. It's because the
2: Broncos are good right now.
0: Yeah, but they're – okay, I assume you're taking the Broncos then?
2: Let's ride. Okay. Stan? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Broncos are looking great. Russell Wilson has just – you know, the last the, – the second half of the season, Russell Wilson has looked like what everyone has said he was supposed to look like the entire time he was with the Broncos. He's looking good. He's looking like the old Russ – um, I think it's a pretty – it's going to be a very easy win for the Broncos here, especially because the Patriots don't really have too much to write home about.
0: Yeah, Patriots. Bailey Zappi looks really good in the first half, and then he, like, forgets that the second half exists. He's done that in both games he started in. Um, so, I'm going to go
1: Where, – where's the, where's the zap effect? I don't – Why haven't you added
0: – I forgot. I, I'm sorry.
1: All right. Go ahead.
0: Bailey Zappi. <laughs> uh anyway i'm gonna go broncos i don't think i don't think they're as good as what they've been playing but i think the patriots are bad so broncos country let's try afc west christmas matchup primetime game raiders at chiefs who do you got chess
1: oh it's a christmas miracle the las vegas raiders (laughs) They're gonna win. Okay, Stan. I think I oh, think they're sorry. gonna beat the. No, I was just gonna say I think they're gonna beat the Chiefs. I, I I don't think there's really any logistics behind it. I just think it's gonna be a sloppy game. It's gonna be Christmas Day. For some reason, I think the Raiders are gonna pick up a huge win to keep themselves relevant. Okay,
2: Stan. You know, I really want the Raiders to win. Uh, I, that would be my my favorite outcome of this weekend possible if the Raiders win on Christmas. But. I, ju- I just think the, the Chiefs are the better team at the end of the day. And they also, they're, they're going to come into this game with a lot of anger, right? A bit of an axe to grind. And I think that axe is going to be grinded on a divisional rival in the Raiders.
0: Okay. I'm going to go Raiders as well. I think this is not a game we all expected to uh, agree on, but Kadarius not Tony enough. not been good. Patrick, I'm Mahal. going with the Chiefs. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. You went with yeah, the Chiefs. He, right. he's, he wants yeah, he wants. I to really team wanted team you fight. to go with the Raiders in my heart of hearts. I was trying to trick you. um, But I think the Raiders. I Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be trying to get the refs to uh, get him some calls. They're mad at him right now. Not going to happen, buddy. Travis Kelsey has been dropping passes. He's been too distracted by Taylor Swift. And uh, he's going to be thinking (laughs) about that Christmas dinner with T-Swift meeting Papa Kelsey and Donna Kelsey, and he might be a little bit worried. Um, Kadarius Tony might line up off sides again. There's so much stuff that could go wrong for this Chiefs team. I got to go Raiders. AOC and the boys are going to get it done. (laughs) Uh. Next game. NFC East matchup, another game we kind of already talked about, Giants-Eagles. Tommy DeVito is coming into Philadelphia where they – it was rumored that they were, there was going to be a fan meeting in at the Philadelphia Eagles stadium because they're just so upset with this awful franchise that is the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, –
1: well, I wonder what this fan meeting is going to do. But <laughs> do you- if you're going to ask who I think's going to win, I definitely still think it's going to – I think it's going to still be the Eagles. Yeah. I, I don't think the Giants are that good. I mean, it, I think they're going to – even if they win, like, by a, a small margin, they're going to win one way or another. I, I don't think the Eagles are a bad team. I think they're just a little uh, – they're struggling a little bit. Okay. But, yeah, if the fans want to have their meeting, that's that's very interesting. It's, it's very Philly, very Philly-oriented. I'm not surprised that they're doing that. Go ahead, Stan.
2: Yeah, I mean Tommy DeVito is getting a little mad at his organization too. I mean he was saying that he hates the Italian stuff. He, he just wants it all to end. He wants what? to play football. I don't blame him for that. I didn't. didn't I didn't see care this?
0: about this. No.
2: <laughs> so they uh, the Giants asked Tommy DeVito to do some other like Instagram influencer video with some Italian guy, and he was I think he cursed them out and he was like I do not want to do this something like that. Um, he was he was upset. Um, I don't know. I don't. Know, I don't know. I don't know if he cursed. I know he was mad though. I can't remember if he cursed, but he uh, he just wants to play football, and good for him. Good for him because uh, I don't know if you've seen any of the influencer things they're doing with him. They're all terrible. He looks so uncomfortable the entire time. So uh, I'm I'm happy he's he just wants to play football. Um, for the Eagles though, they're the better team. Um, I think it's going to be a double Kelsey victory on Christmas Day.
0: Okay, I I'm tempted to say. The Giants, just for the sake of it. But I've got to go Eagles. Uh, Tommy Cutlets, once again, he's going to be worried about his Christmas dinner, going home to mom after the game, uh, getting some, I don't know what they eat. I assume they have some turkey maybe, but they probably got some Italian food too. Um,
2: it's called gabagool.
0: Got some gabagool going for Christmas maybe. Some spaghetti, some lasagna, yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm going Eagles. I didn't know about that stuff with him getting mad at the team, though. That's interesting. Interesting. Um, Final game, and this is an actual primetime game that's worth watching. Could be a Super Bowl preview. Monday Night Football. Ravens versus the 49ers. Chuss.
1: I don't know. Um, (laughs) The 49ers. uh, Either one of these teams could win. And I mean this because they are the top two teams in their respective conferences. I'm just going with the 49ers because I still think they're the most complete team. I think the Ravens are a very complete team, but I think the 49ers are just more complete. I think the Ravens still have a couple pieces that they need to work on. Um, obviously, without J.K. Dobbins, they're running with like just you know Gus Edwards and Justice Hill and stuff, which is like okay running backs. You, you know you're you're still missing that like key running back piece. Whereas the 49ers have Christian McCaffrey, so like you know, I think the 49ers just have a lot more of like complete positions. Whereas like I think there's some um, some positions that the Ravens can work on. Now I don't think it's going to be a blowout or anything like that. I don't think uh, we're going to see no 49ers Eagles type bol- uh, nonsense. I almost said uh, <laughs> something else, but um, uh, but um, yeah, I think that it's going to be the 49ers.
0: Dan.
2: Yeah, I mean, these. I think it's going to be an extremely close game. These extremely close games always come down to some small factors. And one of those factors is going to be the fact that the Ravens are going to, you know, they're traveling cross-country on Christmas Day, uh, and they're going to be in San Francisco for the game, right? San Francisco dealing with those fans in that environment uh, at nighttime on Christmas, right? Or I guess it's going to be 4 p.m. there. But uh, for them, it's a much tougher transition, especially on Christmas, and I think that's going to help the 49ers out a lot. Uh, I think for these like holiday games, um, there is a big difference for a team that's going to be able to go, you know, they're a little bit more relaxed, able to go straight home to their family afterwards, versus the team that goes to the hotel after the game.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, I am going to go with the Forty ers as well. Um, I refuse to pick the Ravens this year after what they, they did to Joe Burrow. Um, I want literally any other team to win at any given time over the Ravens, especially after what the fans chanted. But also, Brock Purdy is averaging 9.9 yards per attempt, which would be, if the league ended today, he would be the (laughs) third highest mark in a season in NFL history, and he's only behind uh, Otto Graham, who's in the Hall of Fame, and Norm Van Brocklin, who is also in the Hall of Fame. And that would be the highest mark since 1954. So Brock Purdy, MVP conversation is the whole thing, but he has been playing great. Every He averages a first down per pass attempt, which is wild. I've got to go with the 49ers. They got Debo. They got Christian McCaffrey. Trent Williams is the best left tackle in the NFL. Easy, easy money. Even if I don't like the Ravens, got to go with the 49ers no matter what. So uh, – that's all I've got for today's show. Chuss just uh, turned his camera off, so I assume he's Oh, he's back, yay.
1: Yeah, I you know, it, we're going on an hour and a half here. I feel like we're I have some stuff I gotta finish up here. Yeah, we're so about that's to why.
0: we're about to end right now. Just do either of you have anything to add?
1: No, I think I'm good here.
0: No, Chuss is good. Stan is good. So, thank you for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube at No Butts Show. Our social media pages are no Butts underscore show on Instagram and NoButts Show on TikTok. My Twitter is Josh underscore Butts underscore 2001. That's where you can enter to win the hat. And if you would like to reach us, you can email us at Bull Moose Podcast 2 That's the number two at gmail.com. Finally, our spread shop will be in the description, so check out the merch. Once again, if you enjoyed today's show, like, comment, and subscribe. Until next time, go do something nice for someone.